You're listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Here we go. Hive Mind Detonation in three, two, one. Let's go. Confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. The, truth. the mainstream. You can't handle the truth. Has been put on notice. This is the Optimal State Podcast. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, not bad. All is well down here in Long Island. How are you doing? Very, very good. Thank you again for uh, joining me for episode 11 of the Optimal State Podcast. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I think we got a pretty fun one for everyone today. Um, some weird stories circulating around in the news. We got talk of Trump being arrested this upcoming week. I don't know how valid a story it is. It seems like Seems like it's kind of uh, being talked about on like the periphery. I don't. I, at least to my observations, it doesn't seem like in, in the news sources that I'm looking at. Is it what? What have been your take? Have you been seeing it kind of uh, circulating around? A lot of people talking about that story. Uh, just the news. You know, people don't really give a shit. Uh, that's like the mainstream news. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I people just. People just don't care, and it's like all you see is all this nonsense, and like people just trying to live their lives. People don't give shit about Trump. They don't give shit about Biden. I mean, they're you know things are really not that good right now. I mean, I guess I'm not gonna say that because things are decent, and you know we have a high standard of living still. But uh, I think that people are just trying to survive, and they could care less about Donald Trump and whatever's going on with him. Oh, interesting take because you know, the, what I hear a lot of people talking about is that this could be like a, like a powder keg moment. You know, this could be the, the set off moment that a lot of people just start freaking out about. I mean, Trump is even on truth social, all caps, right. in all caps saying they may be coming for me next week. Um, you got to protest. Or I mean, this is a misdemeanor. You know, I mean, like it, it's it's so uh, ridiculous. I mean, uh, so ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's I don't even understand why it's even newsworthy. I guess Trump because it's you know Trump, but um, you know he's calling for protests. I I, I think that it's just obnoxious of him, and because uh, he's an obnoxious person, obviously. And uh, I, you know, I'm not saying that because I support Biden or support whoever, but I'm just saying from a standpoint of. I'm looking at this person and this is what I see. And I see a person that's very obnoxious, very self-fulfilling person. Uh, he, you know, he only cares about himself uh, and he really doesn't care about America. Like he says he does. Uh, he's an actor uh, and that's what he's doing. He has a role to play and that's his, uh, that's why he's in his, the position that he's in. And, you know, anybody can argue with that, I guess, and, and say that he is, America's last hope, which <laughs> if, if Donald Trump is our last hope, then it's scary. And uh, so, you know, people act like, you know, Trump is this you know, amazing person that, you know, that everything was so great when he was president. It's like everything was so great because they were printing money and zero percent interest rates and the economy was doing well because it was all fucking uh, a setup for what's what's coming next with the banking system so 
that's my take on it. And he's just distracting from that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that, but um, I think, I think let's real quick, just rewind on, on, so let's kind of go back to just like setting the foundation on this story, just kind of like from the ground up, because I don't know if it's like really, you know, we're releasing this Monday. I don't know if it's, everybody's like super on it, but you know, the um, Trump being possibly arrested for it's, it's, it goes back to the stormy Daniel stuff. Right. I mean, that's what this is about. Like at a real like cut and dry level, this is about like supposed hush money that he paid to stormy Sorry. Daniels that he filtered. Yeah. It's, it's that he filtered through Michael Cohen, like, you know, the, the lawyer and that's it. That's really the, the, the whole story. Right. I mean, there's not much more to it than that. And they're just milking it just like the whole January 6th thing. They hyper focus on these like particular items and they milk it. And I do hear what you're saying, that Trump is an active actor involved in this. However, I do think he does fulfill a certain archetypal figure in a lot of people's minds still. Not to the same, I don't think, to the same degree he did, uh, you know, two, three years ago. But I still think that a lot of people do see him as the great white hope, great orange hope, you know, that he's going to come in and, uh, you know, be some sort of um, not savior figure. But he is like, you know, the drain the swamp type, despite the fact which, that which he, really, he did, which he didn't even do when he, he didn't was do. Right. Right. Yeah. You know I and mean? like. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like he, you know, he made a big show about certain people certain low-hanging fruit you know but at the end of the day he still fulfilled operation warp speed you know he still let the uh pharmaceutical industrial complex milk the 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 system dry you know i mean he's he's on the we were talking about this earlier he's on the face of an israeli coin that we don't think is in circulation but it's still his face was minted onto an israeli coin in commemoration of uh, how tight he is with a foreign government that also ha- uh, is pumping out all the, you know, I think Moderna is Moderna not based out of there, or am I thinking? Uh, of, I think I'm confusing it with Tefla. Tefla Pharmaceuticals. That's they make all the hormones that are pumped out. Yeah, I don't. Um, <clears throat> it's very sad that this is the state of the world really is i mean while everything is just on a uh you know everything's kind of like on a landslide right now everything's just kind of on the way down and uh yeah everybody was so happy with trump because of the economic situation life was good everybody was making money yeah and trump right and yeah trump didn't start any wars and everything was good but now looking back and I was even fooled by it because I didn't really understand how economics worked. But now, looking back, I see that it was all just like – so back after the 2008 financial crisis, um, they were probably like, look, we can pump the, the, the markets and uh, the U.S. with money for only so long, for maybe next 15 years, and then that's going to be it. We just got, they were probably like, you know, during when they bailed everybody out and all that stuff. And, you know, the Fed was printing money that entire time. They call it quantitative easing. That's exactly what printing money is. And uh, so that's what happened. And, you know, things were good because it was low interest rates and the whole economy was, you know, bought on debt. 
everything. You know, you get, you know, credit cards, you know, had low interest rates, mortgages, all that stuff. And now they raise interest rates a little bit. Everything starts to collapse. And so, but I, what I'm saying is my whole point to bring that whole, the whole economic situation is up because Trump presided over this false economy that was just a giant bubble. And that's why people like him because he kind of inherited this false economy uh, from Obama, but people don't even realize that it's all going to burst. Bubble's going to burst. And Trump's going to go and Trump's going to, and, and Trump's going to, you know, uh, try to blame Biden and all this stuff. But I mean, I, who printed all the money during COVID? Oh, that was under Trump, wasn't it? I mean, the tr $3 trillion package that was under Trump. That's what's causing inflation. Uh, obviously, Biden signed bills, too, that, you know, created inflation. But I mean, Trump was a part of it. I mean, how can he say that it's a Biden thing when he did it himself, too? He was involved in that. No, people need more money. Right. I mean, that's the one thing that they agree on is just printing more money. And it's always like the same story that, oh, we're going to the government's going to shut down if we don't figure out how to raise our budget. And then it's like, oh, at the 11th hour, oh, suspense, suspense, drum roll, please. They figure it out. They're going to raise the budget. They're going to get more money. It's like you knew you're going to get more money. You just want more money. You because that's your whole power comes from how big the pile is that you sit on. That's the whole thing, because then it's all distribution. It's all hey, You get money. You get money. You get money. As long as you do this, that and the other thing. And it's the game they play all around the world. It's like we we peg you to the dollar. We peg your currency. Hey, Zimbabwe, we peg your currency to the dollar. Hey, Nepal, we peg your currency to the dollar. You don't like it? Well, see what happened to that guy, Gaddafi? Yeah. You want to watch that video again? They just pulled him out and they just beat him to death. You know? I mean, it was unbelievable. A guy who was like seen as the savior of Africa. They they treated him. They hired mercenaries. And they treated him like an animal. And Hillary Clinton's like laughing about it. Right? He was going to yeah, irrigate. He came, he, he came, he saw, he died. That's the Hillary yeah. Clinton quote. Oh, really? Oh, man. And then she laughed about it, right? It was She like, was cackling after that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, don't, uh, I don't know why people don't understand these things. It's like, because you can see it. It's on the horizon. You know, the, the end is near. Uh, I, I I, I'm not saying, well, yeah, why? I will, I'll just say it because I think people are afraid of the truth of like reality because it's really scary yeah. to think like how ugly things could get. You know, people like to live in a very coddled sort of world. I think it really is as simple as that. Yeah, well, well that's why they say ignorance is bliss, I guess, for that reason. But very true. It, it's it, it's weird because. When do you think that like the veil started to lift for yourself? Uh, that's a good question. So I think definitely 2020 lockdowns about two, three weeks in was like big time, like a nail to the head. Like I, I definitely was just like eyes popped open um, in a lot of ways, you know? And, uh, but I think, I've always been kind of like ever since like, you know, being like a younger, like a teenager, always just wanted to like 
ask questions. I was always just of that like kind of mindset. And I think you were, you were too, but what about you? What would you say was like uh, a time that you could identify as like an eye-opening time? Red pill well, time. I think, yeah, I think uh, 9-11 really started it. And I remember when 9-11 first happened because a, a kid from our school comes running up to me and said, oh, a plane flew into uh, the World Trade Center. And the first thing I thought was like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And that was like my first gut reaction. And looking back, there's a reason why I had that reaction because anybody that knows like the story behind it, it really doesn't make sense. And I think that coming from, uh, you know, my, my parent, you know, my father was in the military and I come, my family is military and, and uh, seeing, you know, the Iraq wars and all this stuff and, and these things that never really made sense to me and all the contradictions we always talk about just seemed alive and well. So I always kind of questioned government but I wasn't, I don't know if it was a conspiracy, but I, I think what really um, kind of opened my eyes was when Jeffrey Epstein got arrested. Because uh, then I was like, oh my God, there's really like uh, a network of billionaire, millionaire people that are doing this type of thing. And that was, Alex Jones used to like say that for years and everybody laughed at him, you know, about the you know, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein Island and all this stuff. And and he was right. And uh, so that kind of opened my eyes. And then COVID was just the top of it. That was just, um, that was it. Uh, once I realized, like, dude, these people really don't give a fuck. Uh, they will do anything they can to, to remain in power and make sure that we have less. Uh, but anything you can't prove is a conspiracy, technically, or a theory. I mean, I, I guess that's the whole purpose of being a theory is because you can't explain it. And the word conspiracy really doesn't have much meaning beyond theory because it's like, you know, you can't, it's so hard to prove a conspiracy, you know, just like it's hard to prove a theory. You know, it's like uh, maybe only like, you know, you can guarantee mathematical theories, but we'll never know about JFK or 9-11 or what really happened. Uh, you know, we can only really surmise and question it. And the fact that all the evidence of, any type of wrongdoing just keeps getting evaporated from the air and it can show you what's, you know, who's really behind it. Right. I think you can ultimately know a conspiracy. Like you could, you could get to the bottom of it, but I agree with you a hundred percent that conspiracies are, are in everything because yeah. to, to say that things are not conspiratorial and, you know, maybe this is maybe I'm not uh, defining it well enough, but I think that a conspiracy is anything similar to what you were saying, where there are multiple moving pieces that may know things that are outside the general knowledge. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not omniscient about how even electricity gets to my house. There is a conspiracy with the electrical company and the government and all manner of things. There's like secret workings that are going on that are not public knowledge. That's a conspiracy. That's like literally a conspiracy. And it, it's, uh, you know, and you see it like I'm sure in your line of work, you see things on the inside that are not general knowledge. I see things on the inside well, in my line of work. If the electric company is like ripping you off, they're conspiring right. to rip you off. You know right. what I mean? So I, it's like, you know, like you said, it, it really is in everything. I mean, the universe conspires 
you know, we don't know how, but uh, there's some sort of thing going on that the, the, you know, I'm not saying it's conspiring in a negative way because it has that kind of like negative connotation where it's like, oh, it's a, such a, it's such a negative word, but it's not because it, it was just used as a term way back when to discredit anybody that would question anything back, I think probably around the sixties, uh, the CIA, or maybe even earlier than that, the CIA came up with that whole thing about, you know, that word, because it just makes people feel like uh, that this person doesn't know what they're talking about. If there's labeled a conspiracy theory, you know, if they're a conspiracist, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, they do that. They're very, very clever with that. And they know word magic, word sorcery, I mean, we, they do that with the word nationalist, right? They use the word nationalist and people instantly bristle if you say, if you call someone a nationalist and they're like, ah, what? They are? I don't believe it. Oh, they must be this, that, and the other thing as well. And it's like, yeah, but if you really break down what that word actually means, it means to be of the nation, right? Or uh, a person who identifies with the nation. Would that be like the definition I would I would think? Person even yeah. who, who is proud or just I, I think identifies with the nation, I think would ultimately be the definition sticking with. Well, I mean, and another thing is just like if you do that, you're American, it's a problem. But any other country, I mean, you're proud to be you know, Ecuadorian, you're proud to be, um, you know, Spanish or you're proud to be Japanese, you know, French. You know what right, I mean? French, like you can, exactly. you're, you're allowed to do that. But now it's, you know, they, they're trying to associate these type of people with radicalism radicalists are um nationalists only the white supremacists are nationalists it's just like first of all i'm i'm a pack a tax paying citizen and of course i want my country to come first you know and I, it's not like i don't i want other countries to fail but all of us work so hard to try and make this country great and uh i, I think well i mean some of us do i mean obviously not everybody but i'm saying like you know, I think Americans are great people, but they're just kind of lost. Um, they don't really have any like who's the hero in this story. I can't find. Well, one. exactly. Because, well, it's interesting, too, that you use the term country to define like the identifying characteristic as opposed to nation. You know, and I think that that's and then you say, who's the hero? Well, I don't know of any country. There's no real country heroes. We always hear of these like national heroes. People who yeah. stood up for the because what a nation ultimately encompasses is the culture of the people. And it represents that in some sort of uh, government form. And we've talked about how we're not huge fans of governments. But I think what we mean by that, I, you've, you've said that at past episodes. What I what I would think you were coming to uh, with that is. You're looking at like in this present form where it's like very disconnected from like the needs of the people. It's it's just a purely authoritative bully system, right? Where it just it just takes, takes, takes. But like a true like national system would actually be looking out for the needs of the people. Like a government would reflect that. I mean, in, in an ideal national system. And I, I think that almost sounds like socialism in a way, but it's not. It could be, but it's not. I mean, that's what we know is uh, national socialism, which is also what gives nationalism its bad name. But that's like a very extreme version. Yeah, I, I mean, as long as whatever 
national government set up, it limits the power of government because that's the biggest thing. Uh, you don't want government to get too big, and that's what socialism needs. Socialism survives off big government. So does communism. So Right, exactly. We're pretty, so much, the... already, you know, we're pretty much already there as a country anyway. I mean, government's in everything we do. Yeah, it's funny because it began as a nation and it began as a nation that was checking the powers of its own, of its own government, looking out for the needs of the people, but it slowly got corrupted as there were more corrupting influences added to it until it ultimately just got to the point where it completely undermined the idea of the concept of a nation, pro- projected the idea of it just being a country. Because being a country implies that you're just a territory. You're just part of like the Roman empire. You're part of like the Western American empire, you know, and that's, that's kind of how they ultimately push it out. Uh, that I, or uh, that, that is the, that is the reality. That's not how they push it. Well, that is how they push it out as well. well and the, the, the respect <laughs> of America, the, the respect of America is gone. I mean, all you gotta do is pull on, I mean, I don't have TikTok, but you go on TikTok for two minutes and you can see the idiocy of America right in front of your eyes. And I mean, what I declare idiocy, um, but maybe, maybe oh. people enjoy that. Maybe people enjoy that. Uh, but that's where we're at, and that's what they know about us. Whoever is infiltrating or subverting our system, they know that we're weak. Uh, people are addicted to drugs. People are alcoholics. People have mental health issues more than ever before. Um, uh, people. Uh, I, I, mentioned the article a few episodes ago about teenage girls, uh, 62% say they feel depressed. Well, we, I think we have to ask ourselves why, if we live in the easiest time in, in history of the world, what is going on that is making everybody so miserable? And, uh, I think that you and I know, uh, why, uh, I, I think that there's probably like a lack of some sort of connectivity to something greater. Because uh, I think that people who think on that mind frame, they can understand things in a way where they wouldn't do bad things or immoral things or things that go against their own value system. I, I think that people who are, I guess I would call spirit minded, uh, don't really fall for you know, lower vibrational nonsense that's going on in today's world and they can see outside of that but it's only until you kind of you know uplift your vibration a little bit you kind of you know you climb the ladder in your journey and you can see things for what it is but when you're stuck you it's like you can't see it it's like being in a bad relationship it's like you, you don't see it because you, you go through it every day you're you're in it and you, you'll you know you don't know until you get some perspective and that's perspective is only given to you until you kind of start you know, going through that process of, of finding something that is um, beyond our comprehension. And I'm not trying to get religious. What I'm saying is I think that there's just a lack of connectivity um, that human beings have with one another. Because even though we live in a world of super con- connectedness, we're more disconnected than ever. Right. I think people get almost addicted to the mud in their teeth from the boot of the state being on the back of their head, just pressing them down nonstop into the mud. And well, it's funny get- that you said that because George Orwell said that he's like, mm-hmm. he literally said it in his last quote, um, like in his last uh, um, interview before he died, 
he said, in the future, it's going to be like a boot on someone's face forever. Right. Totally. And that's what, and ultimately what that, that face, you know, if we're, we're running with that metaphor, I was definitely alluding to that metaphor. I think he's spot on the money, you know, with his prediction, um, you know, 1984 and animal farm, it's so eerily, uh, it's eerie how accurate so much of how he wrote, like how things have, have played out. But I, I was just saying that, you know, I think people are addicted to a lot of the, um, the the degraded stuff that they're fed you know and it, it keeps people moving the entertainment the the pointless jobs the um the very fickle relationships the pointless events and rituals but it keeps people moving gives them just enough meaning where they could not put effort into finding meaning but They've just I feel so many people have been conditioned from a young age to to think that connectivity to some sort of higher power beyond acknowledging it is somehow tedious, is somehow un, unwanted in their life. And I think that that's it is conditioned in people in the same way that science and, and the education system teaches people to be separate uh, where, you know, we're put into this like social lord of the fly sort of experiment with other some some psychotic kids and we're just taught like rote memorization and so much of the science and history is done from a it, the science especially is done in a way where it's like you're detached from what you're observing and so much of science is also about how things are how you're disconnected from things there's no connectivity everything is very atomized uh, you know, space is all about empty space and distant objects. Atoms are all about empty space between the nucleus and the electrons. And, uh, you know, the the entirety of existence is just one big explosion. Everything comes from one big thing of chaos and everything is moving towards entropy. They just teach you to have a very cold, detached look towards everything in life. And they condition you to think that it's like a bleak survival thing without. But I think that's done intentionally to keep people in a weak, suboptimal state. And that's that's why we keep showing up to talk about this. You know, it's they're obsessed with doing that. We have to be obsessed with calling them out on that because we're not meant to be in a suboptimal state. We're meant to be in an optimal state. We're meant to be creators and uh, be just amazing. Like we, anything that we could, not anything, but so much of our imagination that if we put our minds to it, we could, we could build and create and just make awesome things together. Um, and it's to their advantage that we don't know that, that we don't do anything. And that's how they fulfill their crooked schemes and then anybody who acts up they're like ah we gotta we gotta get everyone to go after that guy because we don't like what he's saying yeah i think too that people need to realize that um it this is happening for a reason and they want to disconnect everybody because if they feel like people aren't connected and even like a, a, a like to me like spirit is what kind of you know binds humanity together it's like the human spirit and they want to kill the human spirit and that's basically what they're trying to do 
And if you are aware of who you are and you know your place and you're okay with it, the stronger you are mentally and the stronger foot you can put forward. But they want you weak. They want you to continue moving backwards. They want to, you know, I say that basically it's like nihilism. You know, there's nothing out there for you, so don't even bother trying. And that's what they want from people. They want atheism and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, I don't preach any type of religion. I, I just believe that people, I, I really believe that people with, if they have a sort of, if they're just connected to the universe to some degree, then, you know, your, you, your life will change. And I, I really believe that, um, you know, I'm not saying you got to be a, a preacher, you got to go to church every day, but I do believe that, you know, yeah, you, you have to live your life with some sort of value system and you have to have morals and everybody's morally corrupt now. Everybody has their price. Nobody really gives a shit about anything. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Adam. Uh, we're going to start the second half with talking about, well, continuing talking about the Trump situation because it's very uh, interesting that uh, a world leader or, or you know, a former world leader is going to may get arrested. I don't think he is. I think he's just being dramatic because that's who he is. But uh, I think that people need to start preparing themselves for a future of not really being like it used to be. Uh, I think the future is going to be a lot less consumption based. I think we're going to have to work together to um, build new communities in the future, because I think that the reliance on government is eventually going to come to an end and I don't know what's going to take its place. And this years ago, I mean, if someone would have said this in the 60s and 70s, I mean, you would have been a tinfoil hat person. 
now this is something that we all need to take into consideration. This is something that I think that is almost probable, I would say. I, I'm not going to say is probable, but I would say at least almost probable. Well, it's it's right. definite. I mean, things, yeah, power yeah. structures always change. Like, that's yeah. definite. I mean, yeah. there's never been yeah. an empire in history that has ever withstood since the dawn of time. I mean, the greatest of empires that have stood well, for... Yeah. Well, I was saying, I was saying like, mm-hmm. I was saying more in line with, like, you know, well, I don't know what the timing is. I mean, of course, it's bound to collapse eventually. Uh, I, I just don't know the timing, but I was just saying, like, you know, I think that um, yeah, things are, you know, almost probable that they're, they're going to be Yeah, I think what would be interesting is because I'm like, man, it would be ridiculous if Trump was like the inciting incident for things going off like that. But they're they're not the best writers. Whoever's in charge of putting these scripts together, you know, I think they got a little too preoccupied with whatever their degraded perversions were to focus on good, solid storytelling. But they're just recycling a lot of the same stories over and over. And, you know, the Trump story is kind of it's kind of played out. But I wouldn't put it past them to use him as their scapegoat, as their Judas goat, so to speak. Um, and I yeah, think if he lost, and that's why, you know, he, they, they have him around for another fucking right, four yeah. years. You know what I mean? It was all like to me, it's all planned that way. Well, I, what I think is they could even use him as like. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't like sacrifice him, you know, like in a, in a sort of way, because that would be what would do it. That And then what would ultimately happen with that? If it was some sort of like actual assassination, I'm not calling for that. I'm not saying anybody should do that. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I'm saying that's could be a possibility. And were that to happen, I think they would use that to set something off, like set some sort of false flag event off that would then lead to the collapse of the grid in some fashion, whether it's the collapse of the banking system due to a cyber attack, all like, you know, people, 30 to 50% of people's wealth is just wiped out. Crypto is just gone. You know, the databases are just wiped clean. Uh, Some EMP is released over, over, you know, over the States, over the middle of the country. The entire grid just goes down. You know, the hospitals are just, become these insane insane places where there's no electricity they don't have their central air pumping so they become these like pressure cookers of you don't even want to think about what that would be like so i i I don't know i'm just thinking that what could it possibly set off to it could possibly set that off like this whole trump thing going to jail so i don't know i mean anything could set that off right but i guess ultimately the point is it seems like a lot of things could lead to that. We want we we hope that people would want to be prepared. We're trying to be prepared. You were telling me earlier, like what you were kind of like getting your car stocked up with just in case like anything were to go down. Yeah, I just think that's kind of the state that we're living in. I don't find it a coincidence that uh, the Fed now system from the Federal Reserve that's going to be like the instant payment system is going to be released soon. So, oh, the banking collapse is about to happen right as the new Fed now um, financial system is about to get put into play. You know, it's like it, yeah, it's not no a coincidence, coincidence there. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, you can see the writing on the wall. 
where it's it's very important for people just to realize that we're in a state where things are going downhill and we're not going to be able to consume like we did. Uh, we're not going to be able to live the way we have in the past just because the government fucked everybody and uh, we let them. You know, we all played a part and it's kind of due to ignorance, I think, because I mean, think about our concerns, uh, you and I, just to go back to 2017 or like, you know, 2016, 2017. What was our main concern? Fucking playing in a band, playing music. We didn't give a right. shit about fucking interest rates and economics and the world. You know what I mean? Like, all we gave a fuck about was just making music. Yep. So, like, we played a part because we chose that route and we chose to be distracted by these things. And time passed us by. And now we're like, fuck, like, we, you know, they pulled the world over our eyes. I'm not saying, like, I'm a, you know, I, I don't. I haven't seen everything since the moment I was born. I mean, the truth, you know, because I've been distracted myself and we're, we're all, like I say, victim of that because we all play the part. But I, I think that now it's just a way different world that we're going to be living in. We're not going to, you know, our focuses have to be on each other and, you know, building new communities outside of these, you know, the, the government because, and I'm not saying like, you know, like an anti-government establishment, like fucking compound. What I'm saying is people just need to get more connected with one, each other, with one another uh, and start maybe doing the right thing because, and that right thing is to me is just uh, working together for a better world. And that sounds like idealism at its finest, but uh, we, there really isn't any hope if we don't have hope. You know? Yeah, totally, man. And I think, uh, you know, I'll end with this and to piggyback off what you said is that, you know, with whatever's coming down the pike, most likely the just-in-time economic supply chain is not going to be as just-in-time. Most likely it's not going to be there. You know, roads might be largely inaccessible, especially in how vast this country is. It's not going to be as most a lot of places are not going to be as accessible like new york connected to montana connected to florida connected to california like we we identify that as one big country they couldn't be we're looking at like the the europe basically in landmass and you look historically at the different cultures different nations that different empires even that have existed throughout history in in Europe uh, or anywhere, they've always been smaller in size. So I think that would be more what we would face should there be some, we should, if we were to keep seeing infrastructure collapse or contraction, uh, if they were to keep pushing for the smart cities, I think those are going to be more localized. Those are going to be more in their central locations. They may be hubs of some sort of of network but i don't think it's going to be at least not yet as it's not going to just transition over from our modern infrastructure system to that i wouldn't think so yeah, yeah well i just i, I just I, I just want to say too that if there's a major war it's it's to race the crimes of the bankers totally and, right yeah and that's like the reset that's system that they would like because yeah, they're doing all this. Burn the like their, their last grasp at fucking, you know, lining their pockets and 
uh, before the shit hits the fan and, you know, they start a major war to um, kind of just erase all the crimes of the bankers, the pharmaceutical companies and all that stuff. And it all gets erased. And uh, that's just my take on it. And I don't really know what else. Uh, I mean, I guess the other way that it could go down is the whole banking system collapse and people start rioting and people, you know, there's some sort of civil unrest and then they come in and say, Hey, you know, that old uh, capitalist society system failed you. This is our new system. Uh, it's better. And, you know, and you're not going to be uh, fighting for scraps anymore because of us. Well said, well said. Well, these are the Ides of March, or the Ides of March have technically passed. I mean, you know, the vernal equinox has passed. So that means is this is a time of the god of war. I mean, we've entered into uh, a time of conflict, perhaps. You know, that's that's historically what this is marked by. So we may be seeing some major upsets soon. And, uh, well, we hope you all the best. Adam, I hope you the best, dude. Thank you, uh for another awesome conversation. If you guys like what we're talking about, join us um, on Twitter. Reach out to us at Optimal State Pod. We'd love to hear from you guys. We're also on Instagram. Same thing at Optimal State Pod. Get send us an email, optimalstatepod at gmail.com. And uh you can hit Adam up if you'd like at uh what's what's your email, dude? It's like uh number one awesome dude at hotpants.com, something like that. Exactly. Uh, I, what my personal email? No, no, I'm kidding. That's okay. <laughs> but you're you're pretty close. Yeah, I, I remember it being something like that, something along those lines. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Optimal State Podcast. We'll see you soon.